Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listening to the Playlist Podcast, a show about film news and other related film and television items. I'm Ryan Oliver, and today I'm with our editor in chief, Rodrigo Perez. Rod, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing well, and um, well, we we have a lot to talk about, but almost all of it's going to pertain to Avengers: Infinity War. Um, it is uh -oh. upon us. It is it is arriving <laughs> like. It is arriving like Thanos, whether you want it to or not this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that's true. And it's going to probably obliterate uh, any and all competition, whatever you want to call it, in its path. Um, and this, conversation. And conversation. Oh, God. The think pieces are already being written. And the think pieces to the think pieces are being written. I don't know how, but somehow they're they're also being written. But um, it's going to dominate the conversation. Uh, and it's going to dominate our conversation that we're going to have here um and we're going to discuss um we've done these in the past we did this with uh blade runner 2049 we did it for the last jedi for justice league um so if you're familiar with this format of the episode we're going to give us give some non-spoiler thoughts on uh infinity war we're going to talk about some potential box office stuff and then we're going to get dive into a spoiler discussion um for those who are unaware but we'll give you plenty of warning when we dive into that so i guess without belaboring the point uh, i'm gonna pass it to you um rod what what did you think of infinity war uh i i really liked it i thought it was uh really gripping um i thought it was like gargantuan sized entertainment really funny really thrilling um uh there's a the, the emotional stakes are really high there's this terrific to me um, the, there's a sense of dread and bleakness from the, from minute one that in a DC movie would have been really, really dour. Um, but you, you really get the sense of, Oh shit, like something's really going to happen. This is like, there's the sense of doom pervading over it is so strong. And then at the same time, before it gets too bleak, once the movie's like sort of set, it's established within these first 20 minutes that like, look, we're not fucking around. This is real. Then it starts like, you know, it loosens up a little bit and then starts injecting the Marvel trademark humor. And it just has a blast with that stuff. Um, these writers are really good at writing the kind of like TV, like ABCD storyline, jumping around back and forth um, and knowing when to cut, you know, I think people were, I've read some reviews that people said like, Oh, it's a little bit scattershot, but like, that's exactly the TV formula of like, you know, you got your A story, your B story, your C, your D, you know? And, and for this, the A story is Thanos. It's Thanos's movie. Yes. That's something I really, really was surprised by and really yeah. took to, um, I'm pretty much right there with you. And I'm really, I, I'm surprised because I, um, 
I've I've liked a decent amount of these movies before, but I haven't. I I just don't have that overwhelming love for um, mm-hmm. the overall grand story. And I was a little, admitted a little skeptical going into the movie, um, which I I Me don't too. like to. Yeah, uh, totally. And I don't like to do that because I like to be Me you neither. know going in yep. with a completely open mind. But I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I was like, do I do I? I I'm exhausted by this idea of the big bad villain the yep, like, planet yep. destroying uh villain I, I i don't know if i care about the overarching story even though i've liked a, a decent amount of these movies individually um mm-hmm. but you pretty much hit it on the head how i felt from like minute one some way somehow i was just i was locked in i'm like this is yeah. what i've been waiting for these movies to do um, and they, mm-hmm. they really haven't done that up until this point. And there is that lingering sense of doom and the fact that they did like a reverse hero's journey from Thanos's perspective in a weird way. And yeah, I found that yeah. to be really interesting. And, and I got to say, um, Anthony and Joe Russo, I think were just like, they were the right people to make this movie. Um, they are journeyman filmmakers and i don't i don't mean that as as a knock i i think like you know as much as the ones that i have enjoyed before are a little bit more if not auteur driven they're by filmmakers who have a little bit more personal stamp but the russos are completely collaborative and it's amazing how kind of like it's amazing how all the characters fit together and they don't really lose their sense of character like when the guardians of the galaxy show up in this movie um it feels yeah, like very a, much yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like james gunn even though like which he's an executive producer so i'm sure he you know gave some input uh to them as to what to do with those characters um and it really and, feels like at first that like james gunn is directing those scenes it really does it's very seamless and so so i, yeah. I have to compliment them for finding the right balance it is very funny as a lot of these movies can be but it doesn't feel like it undercuts the really dramatic stakes and also did it feel weird to you that for how epic in scale that this movie is how intimate it felt almost like it it felt more intimate than a lot of the the smaller movies which was strange because the basically the entire universe is at stake here um but but i felt a lot of those interpersonal connections with the movie so i i was really surprised um at how much I liked it. And I, I, I think it's a very strong blockbuster. I, I think it's the, at least the best Avengers movie of the three Avengers movies. I don't, I don't, uh, yes. Uh, without yeah. question. And, um, I'm really going to be, Although a lot of people seem to really love the first Avenger movies, but it hasn't aged that well. No, I think it's, I think it's a fun movie and a fine, like I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's two, fun. Yeah, it's fun, but, but I haven't really revisited since 2012. So I don't know if it's held up. Um, but as you said, it's it hasn't uh, maybe hasn't held up. Um, I was curious, you know, before we get into some other discussion and before we get into mm-hmm. the spoiler, um, I haven't revisited a lot of these movies until recently. I, I, I rewatched a couple, but I was curious if you uh, went back and watched any of them uh, leading up to this. I did, and I haven't. I, I don't. I've probably talked about this on this podcast before. I don't really rewatch movies much. I try and get as much distance as possible. I try and, or I mean, I eventually do, but like five years later kind of thing. Totally. So I hadn't revisited any of these films and, and I'm actually sort of talking out my ass a little bit out of the first Avengers cause I haven't rewatched it, but I heard that it doesn't hold up and I did watch a little bit of it on TV once and it seemed a little like, um, 
not that good. I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing, but um, I did revisit. I, I purposely revisited a, a lot of these films. Um, after our conversation the last time we spoke, um, I revisited Civil War because I remember telling you that I thought Civil War is my favorite uh, Marvel film, and I revisited that and. God, does it hold up? It's still the best Marvel movie. It's one of my favorites. So good. Um, I re I rewatched Ultron, which isn't very good, but I love I like I love the ideas of the American interventionalism that set up Civil War. Um, um, so, so some of the political ideas, the Sokova Accords, all that stuff is brewing. That really that's all the stuff that that leads to Civil War and that political texture I like. But uh, the rest of uh, Ultron I don't like. I saw. Doctor Strange, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, I rewatched Ant-Man, which I thought was a lot better than I originally gave it some credit for. It's it's very thin and flimsy, but a little bit fun. And Paul Rudd is really good. Mm -hmm. um, and I rewatched Winter Soldier, which um, I really liked the first time I saw it until the second half. And then I thought it got really bad after the Zola dude showed up. The computer Zola dude. Right. That's where the movie broke for me. But watching it the second time... Um, that didn't really hurt it. And it was really, really strong. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, probably the, the second best uh, Marvel film after Civil War or Black Panther or something. It's right up there. Nice. Um, I rewatched what I, <clears throat> what I thought would be sort of the, um, I guess the backbone uh, leading up to this movie. I rewatched mm -hmm. uh, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron yeah. and Civil mm -hmm. War. Oh, um, well, that's exactly the ones that you need. Those are the ones. Those so are the big ones, here. exactly. Yeah, and like and not like, only the big ones, but they're 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 you're nailing. That's the spine of what connects here. Exactly. What really, what really matters, you know. The other stuff is like, you know, Doctor Strange is fun. You don't need to even have seen Doctor Strange really to know what's going on in this movie. No, you don't. I mean, even though he is in this movie a, a fair amount, um, but but yeah, it, you don't really need to. Um, which I did finally watch. Um, I'll get back to those other movies in a second. But I also, yeah. I think last time we spoke, I had mentioned I hadn't seen Doctor Strange or Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I've rectified that. I did oh, catch cool. up with both of those. Uh, Doctor Strange, admittedly, I thought was pretty lame. It's probably my, yeah. one of my least favorite of these movies. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, like, there's some cool visuals in there, but I just, I think I was more upset because the cast of that movie has like maybe one of the most prestigious of these movies, which is saying something and almost everyone mm -hmm. just seems to not have anything to do. And that kind of bummed me out a little bit. Yeah. That's movies dull. Yeah, for um, sure. But Thor Ragnarok, I thought was a total blast. Um, oh yeah. I super thought, fun. Right. thought it was a lot of fun. Um, Although but, kind of just to tangentially like super fun, super entertaining, but something about it's just uh, when it was over, something about the, the fun and entertainment and entertaining, uh, sort of ness of it and nothing to anchor it made it just feel nothing dramatic to anchor it made it feel really disposable i can understand that i think um like i had a blast and i had such a good time but like afterwards i just i was like it was like it's sort of like candy like oh this tastes so good and then the, but then the gum um it has no flavor and it's unlike you know and then it's done you spit it out rather than like you know a meal that you had that was like oh I, you know i Oh, I'm full. This is really great. I'm you know thinking about it kind of thing. Absolutely. I and I under I can understand that completely. Um and and I haven't really gone back and I mean I guess I just watched it, so I guess revisiting it would have been moot, but um uh, it is weird, a little weird. Um it, it, tonally the juxtaposition from that movie to this movie <laughs> uh, <laughs> involving those characters is a little but strange, they but do they do a really good job of injecting that 
like let's face it you know this is a um it's basically a new thor right like they rewrite that character and for the the best the better and the best because Absolutely. god that character was terrible in the past it's true um, and and hemsworth and, and damn. thor and and thor uh Dark World is the worst of the of the Marvel movies. I agree far. with you with that. That movie is pretty rough. And and I mean, no no disrespect to Hemsworth, I think he's given it his all in every single movie. But they like they really figured out like his strengths as an actor. Well, with, someone with... someone figured out that that guy is awesome at comedy. He's great. <laughs> he's, he's so great. And I, I I had no fucking clue, and I would have never expected it. And I I think maybe that's just what he should do. He's so good at that. He's great. He he. If if you didn't see it, I don't recommend it because it's terrible. But the vacation uh, remake reboot, whatever you want to call it, yeah, he's uh, really good. At he's it. hilarious and like yeah. the best thing about that movie, hands hands down. And um, and it, you know what? People don't like to admit it. He's the best thing about the Ghostbusters reboot too. He really is the 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 whole my cat. Oh, it's my dog's name. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like so good. One moment, like interesting moment of spontaneity that movie yeah. had. Um, but but let's not get quite on a mm-hmm. Ghostbusters tangent. Yeah, we're, um, we're veering off a little bit. Let's get back to Infinity back, War. Infinity War. <laughs> um, but upon rewatching this movie, because you you we had that discussion about Civil War, and you were like yeah. over the moon for it, and I remember being a little bit, I was a little cooler on the movie upon rewatching yeah. it. I still got some issues. It, Jesus, I guess still have some issues with it, but I, mm-hmm. I, I've come around a little bit more to your side in the sense that like what that movie does do well, it does very well for a, a comic book movie or even for any movie. Like I won't, I won't try and like pigeonhole it into something. It does a lot of stuff really well. Um, the, the splintering of the team. And like you said, it's there in Ultron. It, like the, the stones are being set for them. Um, but there, there is just something about the, there's still something about the end of that movie that rubs me the wrong way, but overall, I, th- I think the um, the emotion is there, and I think it really carries over to this movie. Um, and so, I think in 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 that yeah, greater it's context, strongest strongest emotional thread for this movie, right? Absolutely. And so, so I even leaving this movie, I appreciated that movie more. Um, and I'm with you on Ultron. There's some like the weirder stuff in that movie I like, but that that movie is kind of a mess, and you could see the you could see the butting heads fold on screen on screen between Joss Whedon and Marvel in that movie. Like you see the movie that Joss Whedon wants to make in the movie that, that kind of needed to lead to these other movies. And that's probably why he left. And, um, for the better, I would say, <laughs> and, yes, you know, yes. maybe, uh, maybe that's mean, but that's just how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, I, I, Infinity War. I guess to, to go back to that, I, I was just I was really impressed by the movie, and I was just really, um, and I, and I can't wait to get into spoilers because I think there there's definitely something we need to talk about. Well, there's a lot to talk about, but sure, um, sure. But, I want to say I want to say one thing before we jump. I don't mean to cut you off, but like in terms of like non spoilers, it's like, um, uh, man, I was like stressed out. I would like I think I like did not relax during that movie because the the threat of of the visceral in, imminent threat of death felt like and every like there's something about the way the the tone and the way they make these fight sequences that like you're like oh my god this this person's going to eat it in this scene like every fight scene feels yes. like like there's something really really at stake and there's an emotional like it's just so dramatic and so like and and you really think like oh oh okay now this per- even early on uh, you think that like you know possibly people are gonna like 
bite it within the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes, like, like significant characters, because it's just like these, these villains are, um, just so like, you know, there's one thing about, there's, there's, there's something about this, like, you know, I mean, we'll get into that too with Thanos and stuff, but like, you know, there's something about, um, you know, I, I hate big, bad, indestructible villains and nothing can stop them. In this movie, you've got big, bad, indestructible villains that nothing can stop them. The difference is there's a very palpable and very real sense of brutality and um, uh, like savagery and, and sort of like unmercifulness to them that is truly scary. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also they have a goal that makes complete sense too. That's the biggest thing I think. Also, is that like you're like, oh, I actually see why you're doing the things you're doing, and I think that makes it even scarier because you kind of like, oh, you make some good points, um, which which I know well, there was a lot of highlights. Um, I know we didn't really get to talk about the movie much, but um, but Black Panther is a similar way where with Killmonger, where you're like. You make some really good points, like I, like I, and that that makes him more threatening, more dangerous, and more uh, invested. And um, right, and you're, I wouldn't say to the same degree, but it makes you more sympathetic and empathetic with the villain, which is certainly what Killmonger is. Absolutely, uh, I, I don't think Thanos reaches um, that level. No, but there's only... a texture to him that was really unexpected. Um, oh, like... he's a, he's really really good. I, I I it's just hard to compare him with Killmonger. I okay. won't even go there because it's a, it's a different it's a different one's a a very personal thing about birthright and all that. And and, yes. and anyhow, um, going back to something you said, there's like there's three things that I was really worried about going to see this movie. The first one, you know, the big baddie trying to destroy the world. So boring. So t- tired. So cliche. We've seen it a million times. Um, and, and and they make it work um, because of like what we're going to talk about the, the sort of the the twisted sort of philosophy and 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 uh, moral ideas that this guy's ha- has um, his sort of perverse ideas of what mercy might mean um, and then uh, you know the stones which the the sort of the dumb story of collecting stones which is still kind of dumb it's probably the worst part of the movie it's probably like the silliest plot thing, like it's, it's a, it means nothing almost in a way. Um, and then the sort of like the, like I, I've always hate the kind of, um, what the third act of this movie is, is when like, like the third act of, of Avengers, when all the robots and all the monsters and all the androids come and it's just like faceless army, you know what I mean? Um, yes. and the bat and the good guys have to overpower, like, you know, it'll be a ratio of like 10 to 10 to one where it's like, you know, uh, 10 heroes have to take on a hundred or a thousand, you know, whatever it is. And, and so those are the things that always like worry me. And I think for the most part, they got over all those things. Although I do have some, a bit of issues with that third act too. Uh, I have a, yeah, I do have some issues with the third act, but I also have a lot of things that it does well, but before we pivot into spoilers because uh, i don't have i don't i don't think i have any other non-spoiler thoughts other than box office briefly should we touch mm. on the fact that it might open it's there's they're talking that it might have the highest at least highest domestic opening weekend of yes all time. it sounds like it's going to have the highest domestic opening weekend of all time um which would be like 225 million or something like that it'll beat uh star wars the force awakens um more importantly to me, what's interesting is I don't know if it's going to be able to beat Black Panther domestically, even if it does gangbusters in its opening weekend, because 
Uh, and I think that's the story. That's the box office story to tell mm-hmm. uh, for the next uh, eight, six weeks or however long is that I, I don't know if it can beat Black Panther. I don't think it, I don't know if it's possible because um, Black Panther was a movie like uh, that, that people went to go see two and three times mm-hmm. It really struck a chord in the culture. Uh, it had a, a totally underserved audience going to see it. Um, it had, and then it had like, I mean, it's eight weeks in and it's still in the top 10. It's still made like $6 million last weekend. Yeah. Um, that's insane. Um, it's beat Titanic. It's just been, it's just had incredible, incredible legs. And, um, it, and it had, uh, it's been eight weeks in the box office. It's basically had like six, maybe six weeks of like no, real major competition. I mean, it hasn't been number one for a long time, but like, it's just, it, it hasn't been like destroyed or anything. Whereas, uh, Avengers infinity war has, you know, it's going to be, I think clear for about two or three weeks and it'll certainly, you know, obliterate everything in its wake for those two or three weeks, but then comes Deadpool and then comes Han Solo. And so like some really big hitters come, um, to, um, give it competition. Whereas, you know, um, you know, black Panther faces like, um, Rampage and um, and uh, A Quiet Place and movies like that that like you know have done well, but they don't eat into its overall whole in a way. Whereas um, you know Black Panther didn't follow up with like I don't know uh, like a major temple or two major temples like within like it has it hasn't faced anything major, right? No, it really hasn't. I mean, not and even like you said, the movies that have succeeded didn't tear it down or by the time those movies did come out and succeed like a quiet place rampage uh ready player mm-hmm. one to a certain degree um like black panther had like not petered out it still stayed strong but like the the big pie it, it already got its big slice of the pie but people are like you said there's repeat viewings for that movie number one number two it felt there was something about that movie and and you could feel it before that movie came out that the, that it was something special like it was it was a phenomenon like it's a pop culture phenomenon that everybody yeah. needs to see i mean i think i've even res- referenced them before like i referenced my dad and my stepmom and like they're they're the average moviegoer like they're mm-hmm. two of the smartest people i know but it's like they haven't seen all these movies but they went and saw black panther because they're like got this sounds great you gotta see it gotta see what it's all it's about exactly right. and so uh so you had that um and the zero competition this movie's going to bump up into competition a b as good as it is to some it will just feel like another marvel movie or another avengers movie and i have a third point but unless you have any other points maybe we should pivot because uh, my third yeah, point I is will, a direct I, spoiler. Spoiler, right <laughs> no i'll say this um just like quickly is that to, to that to that point the three films that you mentioned that were its major uh, point of uh, of um, competition, or at least were like the ones at the number one at the box office, A Quiet Place, Rampage, and Ready Player One. The one that grossed the most um, at, for number one that weekend was Ready Player One, which is $41 million. Um, so, you know, that's $41 million. Rampage is like 35 And, you know, it's taking taking theaters and taking some cuts, but like Deadpool is going to open to probably like 90 to a hundred. Han Solo is going to open to like a hundred or more. So like that, that's and and it's direct blockbuster competition. So yep. I don't as well as, uh, as in, uh, infinity war and as this spectacular event, it's being marketed all this, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's going to be this big thing. 
I, I just don't see a scenario how it um, how it uh, uh, beats Black Panther. I I don't either. And um, yeah, should, and, should and, we... and, and and there's no logic that that should make that real. Like this should be the most gigantic thing. It should be. Um, but it, we it, but it we is... have been but we have been steered wrong before. Um, you know, there's been like the last couple last couple summers where it's like kind of assumed the the like giant Marvel tentpole would be like the the all consuming movie of the summer, but like Age of Ultron, I mean, we've talked that movie was weaker, so that probably hurt it some, but like that movie got outgrossed by Jurassic World and Civil War got outgrossed by Finding Dory. Like it, it, it isn't a you know it's it's assumed but there is some some math to back up that that it probably won't reach the heights of black panther um yeah i i i i uh i really don't uh think it can i'm trying to think of anything else that we can talk about non-spoilery but maybe we're maybe we're there <laughs> i think i think we're there well let's uh let's go ahead and pivot so uh spoiler warning for avengers infinity war starting right now i have already seen it <laughs> anyway uh, at the end there's a very unusual twist oh oh no oh no i know there's a twist i'm going to spend the whole film guessing what it is uh <laughs> So my number three point to the box office, that ending is going to turn some people off. <laughs> Black Panther was a bona fide crowd pleaser. Um, I mean, granted, that movie had its darker things, too, but it doesn't end on such a downbeat note. And also, while they did change the title and it's no longer part one, this movie is very it's much very much it's a part very one. much a part one. And as we've seen it's with like very much Harry one. Potter and The Hunger Games if you're part one, there is there's some ceiling, like there is some drop off from your other movies, and I'm not. That's saying... why they. That's why they changed the title, and that's yeah. why they stressed in all their interviews that this was like its own thing. It, yeah, but it it isn't quite. I mean, we we see no, it's not. We, it's... we see the evidence, which that's. I mean, it that, ends on a cliffhanger. It does, and that's going to be the bulk of and the discussion. Bigger, I guarantee a it. Bigger, bigger. Uh, a, a bigger, bigger cliffhanger than the Empire Strikes Back. Absolutely, I because even, the Empire Strikes Back doesn't. I would even argue that Empire Strikes Back doesn't really end on a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, as the definition uh, states, it's uh, you know. I mean, there are elements of it, but like this is a, a, a the, the very dictionary definition of a cliffhanger in it, terms of narrative terms. It is, but and to me, it felt like and and we're we're going to get on a lot of tangents about this, but a to me that it, it felt like a gut punch, which is something I haven't felt a lot in these movies, and and not like in a cheating way. Like I felt like, oh shit! Like just the slow dissolve because you expect at this level of stakes, like and we've seen these type of movies before. You expect that snap of the finger and that like the like armageddon's gonna just just come like in a fire just just mm -hmm. just consume everything and then just a slow like wait what's happening the, and it's the like, subversion of it and then the kind of terrifying realization that not only the characters are going through but you're going through exactly <laughs> it's it's like a the rapture it seems like for the characters more so than like like that and that impressed me and like just just gut punched me but i know there's a lot of people a lot of people are gonna think it's a cheat a lot of people, and the only thing I'm kind of concerned with the ending is like, okay, how are they going to, what are they going to do with that leading into the next movie? Like, what do you define it? Why do you, why do you think it's a cheat? 
I'm not saying I think it's a cheat. I'm, I'm just saying I've, I've kind of heard around from other people. Why, that it's a why cheat. do you think other people, why do, why I'm curious as to like, I'm I, the only thing I could think of is that because people, because like Kevin Feige and everybody behind the movie stressed that this was a singular story. Um, oh, oh, that's what I'm saying. I think people might oh, feel I, cheated I, I, I in the sense that like, it is a literal cliffhanger uh, and leaves everything. Like I know empire strikes back is being referenced and, I wouldn't even say this movie ends in a cliffhanger, but like it almost reminds me of Wrath of Khan more than anything, just in the sense that like, I mean, it's more characters than that, but it's like Spock dies in that movie. And then the whole next movie, it's called the search for Spock. The whole next movie is about like his, them bringing him back. Um, So I'm not, I don't know. I'm not too worried, but I could see there's a sense where it's like, you know, because of like the time, you know, because of like the time stone and this stuff that like, not everyone who well, quote unquote, die yeah, will stay like, dead. Yeah, now now we're like talking like extra super super spoilers. Like like this is the super duper spoilers part. Yeah, I guess I'm sorry, <laughs> but like but it's, it's... no no no. I'm just joking because we haven't even talked. We're we're dancing around the fact that people died and we haven't even actually said it yet. We've been dancing around it for ten minutes. That's true. Uh, I just think it's funny. Um, here's the cheat that I think is is that okay? Again, the third spoiler warning because now we're gonna like talk. Of, well, it, we're like. Okay, everybody dies, or like a ton, a ton of fucking people die. Yes. However, the cheat is to me that we know they're all going to survive. So like that's cheap, and that ruins, that lowers the stakes of everything. As much as that moment was great, as dramatic as it was, and I will say it started to get less and less dramatic as more and more people died. As Bucky goes, the first one, I my heart dropped. I was like, oh my god, because he's like. Steve, and he's like, what is going And then he's just gone. And fucking Captain America's reaction is just like, oh yeah, my God. He, that's gutting. But then by the, you know, by the 10th or 11th person, you're like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. Well, you yeah, know, it's when like, you kill, when they killed somebody who like their next movie is already being greenlit, you're like, okay. <laughs> you're yeah, like, you're like, yeah, we know another yeah. Spider-Man movie is coming. Come on. Like, <laughs> Peter yeah, Parker's I mean, it would have been, I think that would have been interesting if they, I mean, maybe the narrative just didn't, um, couldn't, because there, there's certain, the way you're writing these things, certain people have to live and certain people have to die um, for whatever reasons. But how interesting would it have been that, you know, that everybody who had a movie coming up didn't die. So uh, you really thought, or at least you, you considered the possibility that these deaths were permanent. Yeah, that would have been a much more interesting way to do it um yeah and and it's tough and i know that's why and i know like you know you you talked with kevin feige recently and he mentioned that in an interview that you know that's why they really haven't announced anything past avengers 4 other than the things that have already been announced um probably to avoid um speculation about the next movie but well it's funny he didn't say that and I didn't even put two and two together, but you're absolutely right that that's why he danced. That's why he won't commit to it. That and that's what it seems like. And I know, I know. Like I said, I'm I'm maybe filling in the gaps here of what. No, no, but, no but you're totally seemed... you're totally right. I just I just occurred to me. I was like, oh duh. Like I don't yeah. know why I didn't get that earlier. And it and it makes sense because if they announce like, hey, Doctor Strange two or whatever right. movie, then it's like, okay, you immediately drain those stakes because you know, like X, Y, and Z. Are right. Over. And that's exactly why he said he wouldn't be announcing anything until after that movie's over because announcing anything like takes the sting out of the, the deaths of all those characters at the end. Exactly. And you know, I mean, and I hope some of them 
stay dead but we know again like with, no, with, with like the, with the, like it, it's like uh it's like Chekhov's gun like Chekhov's uh Chekhov's time stone yeah. it was already used yeah. in this movie so it's like well, it'll be used again I'm sure in some way which, which stinks. I, that's this is that's the problem it's like as much as that ending is great it's like and and as gutting as it is and a little bit stunning and shocking to people um it's gonna all be undone which sucks, and that takes the drama out of it. And then, in, 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 in a way, um, it, I hinted at it in my review. It, it like it's a renag, you know. You you you're like you're renagging on your promise. Like you you shouldn't do that. And so that's my biggest issue. Um, is that it's that's all going to be undone, and then you're probably going to use the time stone again, even though you they said once that you know you can only you, it only had the ability to be used once. Although I guess Thanos uses it, so it's been used twice. Um, or is it that they just say that like you shouldn't use it? Or I thought he had said after like it can never be done again. I well, didn't he do it multiple times at the end of Doctor Strange? No, he does it once. Oh, did he only do it once? Oh, he does it right. once, okay. and I believe they said they either say um, that it can never be done again, or it shouldn't ever be done again. If it shouldn't ever, obviously they can. But um, um, I was under the impression that that you couldn't ever do it again. And that if, but if Thanos did it, it's because he's, uh, you know, he's got this infinity gauntlet and probably makes it super special or whatever. It's super complicated and convoluted in some yeah. way, shape or form. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's too big. Like, cause that, that, like I said, that imagery really like, like gut punched and, and, and that is, that is a shame that it's probably going to be undone. It's, and, and the, the, well, and then here's the other is, thing. I'll just say this quickly. I don't want to interrupt you too much. Uh, you either, it'll be really dumb if some of those people did die and some don't. In this kind of scenario, you either bring them all back or you bring none back. Right. It's like if they if they somehow managed to not do that, I would be really angry. Anyhow, go back to sorry. What you and said. you're and you're right because it would make no sense as to why. It makes no sense. Yeah, um, yeah. You got to either bring them all back, and then they can certainly be killed later in in a real physical, t uh, permanent kind of way. But but uh, in, in that sort of thing, it needs to either they all need to be gone or they all need to come back. Absolutely, and it takes the sting out of the deaths we'd see pre that ending. Um, yes. because like the, we, the we, real deaths, yeah, the real deaths. Cause it's like, those have emotional weight to them. Um, yeah. and I love even, and I, I, God, I love, I loved that they even referenced it, um, in regards to Loki's death or Thor's like, I've seen him die before, but I think this time it's for real. Like, like that, yeah. that was a like surprisingly really emotional moment. Cause yeah, we do see that scene in Thor, the dark world. And you're like, Oh, that's, that's not going to last. Um, but, but like you said, that opening of the movie is so strong and that sense of doom just lingers throughout the film. Yeah. The way that that, that opening man is killer. It's good. It might be the best scene. might be the best scene in the movie. It's it, so good. And it's even really good, even without killing Loki and, um, the other guy played by Idris Elder, who I can never remember his name. Hemdall. Hemdall. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's it. <laughs> okay, I could never sure, remember. I don't know. Uh, um, but there's something and that's like you know people like we talk about sort of their journeyman sort of like aspect of the, the russos have no identity i don't know if that's totally true i think they're just their direction is a little bit more um uh invisible but like even if those guys were not even if those two don't die it's immediately as that scene starts there is there is a sense of 
oh my God, there's been a massacre here. Yeah. We're, we, we're at the tail end of a fucking massacre and, and, and a whole race and pe- of people have been fucking wiped out. And, and, and it's, a culmination of the music and the cinematography and the darkness of it and the tone and everything. And it's like, you, you just know immediately, this is fucking bad. This is really, really bad. And oh, it's yeah. only going to get worse. And it, and you it, know, and, and, and it does. And, it, and it's, and it's, uh, it's stressful, man. It's like, holy shit. Like, you know, those two characters, it, it, that was just, it's not necessarily even because of who they are, but it's just like, um, it's just brutal. It is brutal, and it, and especially just like watching, just finally catching up with that movie, and it's like, oh, that's a whole colony of people. They were going to go start somewhere else. Like that's all. Of yeah, Asgard. it's a good thing you caught up with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I did because it's like, okay, number one, Asgard just was just burnt to ashes at the end of that movie, and so like bring all the people. It's like, oh, Asgard's not a place; it's a people, and then now all those people got brutally murdered on that ship, and so it's just. Yeah, it's a huge, huge, like, sinking feeling. Uh, by the way, Hemdall is Idris Elba's character's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I just looked it up. I, I had to know. I was like, I think That's it's something fine. along I, those lines. I, I can never remember that guy. It doesn't name. matter. Idris Elba kind of wanted to be out of these movies anyway. So. He did, and that character wasn't very good. <laughs> no, um, for sure. I'll say two quick things about the, those scenes. Uh, I don't want to eh. – uh, okay. Uh, most importantly, where's Valkyrie? Yes, that's what I was wondering too. Where's Valkyrie? And there was another character. Um, I feel like there was another character. Oh, uh, the 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 Taika Waititi character. Oh, that yeah, that that character too. But but like Valkyrie specifically because there's I um I, there's been talks. I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But like there's, but there's talks been, about like, talks her being movies a, a movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and exactly. And so it's just like she was on the ship at the end of that movie. She so. was on the ship, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, did they just? Like you would think if they did kill her off, you would think that they would have lingered on a shot of her lying down. on Well, the ground. that's the thing. You know, we, we, we've got to assume that she's alive because uh, they would have given her time. Right. Exactly. They wouldn't have just like uh, it's it's in a and a, a fairly beloved character, even a minor one. People are really, really into that character in that movie. And um so she must be somewhere on board and, and still alive. But that's an interesting one because they didn't even touch it. They didn't raise it or anything. And there is that other character that – so for all we know, maybe like, you know, that – what is that character's name? Uh, uh, Korg. It's something Korg, like that. thank yeah. you. Yeah, Korg. For all we know, like Korg like pulls her out of the rubble or something and then they, you know, they appear later or something. Totally. For, for... Um Thor four yeah, or but, whatever. But, and and then the other thing, and this is, I'll admit it's nitpicking, but I'm just going to mention it is I thought it was a little bit dumb that Hemnall or Hemnall or whatever his name is, um, saved the Hulk out, out of all the people he could transport back to earth. Unless he thought, I don't remember exactly, but unless he thought that Thor was dead because it wasn't clear. Um, I thought it was weird that he would send, uh, uh, the Hulk back to Earth. I think I'm going to guess, and I could be wrong. I'm, th- I'm thinking that he thought Thor maybe in a pinch could, well, either was dead or could stop him. Um, or, or that he would was, make no sense though, because, because yeah. if Thor could stop him, the Thor and the Hulk together could, could be even a better place to stop him. You That's know? true. I think maybe he thought he was dead. He was, he was like wrapped up in that, uh, like, 
he, metal he did look the like ship. uh he, he wasn't dead necessarily but he was he was he wrapped up in that metal by that point he was yeah because he he sent the hulk back and then thanos went you shouldn't have done that and then oh was he wrapped i don't now, now i i almost need to go watch watch it again yeah just to see i know how the we're, 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 we're getting stuck on a dumb point but i thought that was a little it, it to, the movie how you got to get everybody together back together you got to get the band back together yes and i and i realized that you only got two and a half hours and that's already fucking long enough as it is and it's a lot of fucking characters that you got to get yeah, together yeah. But, and, and for but, budgetary reasons like x amount of characters have to be splintered so they could shoot scenes separately so they got to figure that out logistically um but anyway i um yeah i just yeah. thought that was like oh that was a little conveniently dropped in the middle of uh you know doctor strange and and uh it was a little convenient i was a little bit eh, well, right but well, whatever i mean it's not well, the... and then i assumed later on that it would be and and then we can move on from this point after that but i assumed yeah. it would be to like try and like sew up the character arc with him and black widow but there isn't really much there in this movie uh for that like you know they acknowledge each other like they have like a brief scene but it's just like a just a i thought that was good though I it really, was good I, I feel like i feel like that's all you have time for anyhow and yeah. i feel like those these movies are really good at giving um a very little character beat that says a lot that's true and they do uh, they movie, do and they do it in civil to. war they do this really good thing about a little with a lot you know I mean, what more can be said in these circumstances? Nothing. Maybe in the next movie there's going to be something else, and there probably will be because there's an aftermath, right? And yeah, are those two still around? They are, right? Uh, yes, I think so. So she made it, right? Yeah, yeah, she made it. So, um, yeah, that's true. And they do say a little with a lot, and I I do appreciate that. Well, because there's just an imminent threat coming, so they have to be able to say very few words and. and uh, yeah, Bucky and Steve get one moment. How you doing? Great awesome to see you let's yeah. get to let's get to work and that's because that's all their time is right absolutely even even moments but that I, but, but that beat is great right like, it's terrific it does it doesn't and 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 you know there's so much more said there that isn't said like you know it's like oh my best friend you're back to normal look at you it's awesome isn't it great yeah i know it's crazy i'm back to normal and not all that is said but it's all within a few. It's, it's all conveyed few, within the. Yes, the exactly, exactly, exactly. And and it's like that's what I I think those movies, these movies do that really well, and they, they always do. have. And they have great. There's some moments uh, like that I love with characters who haven't interacted before and said everything. Like there's some terrific. Oh God! Well, like, I would like that's a whole thing. Like let's get into that because man, like the new the the, the new permutations. Uh, of everything are are fucking awesome. They're like, great. There's two so much fun. There's two interactions I have to point to specifically, and they're in that third act battle uh, where uh, Thor points out he's like these are my new friends, and he points to Groot and he's like I am mm. Groot, and and Captain's like I'm Captain Steve Rogers. Uh, like that was <laughs> yes. great. Or um, yeah, that or, was that was really. Or good. Rocket <laughs> asking Bucky, he's like, how much you want for that arm? Yes. It's not for sale. I'm going to get that arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so good. That, that was, I I totally forgot about the Groot Steve and Rogers thing. This movie, um, look, uh, uh, Avenger, Marvel films are funny, quote unquote funny. Um, there's Spider-Man Homecoming, which I don't like and is not that funny to me. me I, a lot of stuff doesn't land to me. It's like kind of, I don't know, I did not. And that's supposed to be, that's considered one of uh, Marvel's funniest movies, I think. 
Yeah, um, but and uh, or Thor Ragnarok it, probably. Or, like, sure, Ragnarok is probably considered number one at this point now. But but uh, but you know, Homecoming is considered definitely considered one of the mo- most funny movies. I don't find it funny. I didn't like it. This movie, aside from Ragnarok, may have had the best humor, like the best jokes. Like it was so funny. Um, well, it comes in, in, in at a perfect when they allowed time. it. it yeah, com- yeah. Yes. Like like. And that's a, a thing, as much as I've enjoyed the humor in a lot of these movies, some of them go, they, they go too far in the sense of like Spider-Man Homecoming, where it just feels forced. You're watching this cast do everything they can, because uh, the cast of that movie is terrific, if my memory serves me correctly. But like that movie had six screenwriters and it shows because everything mm-hmm. is just straining for a laugh. And in this movie, the Guardians films are kind of this humor. Is, it's good, but it's also kind of strange. It tips there you know? from time to time, yeah. for sure. Um, but in this movie, it, it's perfect on a couple of levels because it doesn't undercut the drama. And a lot of these, mm-hmm. a lot of some of the one-liners in these other movies, like even as good a one as Civil War is, I think there are a couple moments and. Uh, I'd be hard pressed to think of them. I'd have to try and remember, but there's even a couple moments in that movie where it's like it undercuts some dramatic tension. And I didn't feel that with this movie and it's funny in equal measure. And it, and it just, it's that perfect little bit of levity against like all the, the doom and gloom that's happening in the movie. Yeah. Cause it is a dire yeah. movie at, at, at the heart of it. But uh, just that little bit of levity goes such a long it, way it almost kind of serves two functions too it, it there's not only the practical that like you need a, a bit of a release valve from i mean uh, let, let's face it all movie that's a pretty narrative trope of uh, simple concepts of, of, of films of you know inject a little humor to to, to make not to, to open the valve and it's too dra- too dramatic too dour too stressful have some humor so of course that's there and then they and they do that and as you and as you point out well like that it doesn't undercut the drama and say like uh, the last Jedi where I feel like it did that quite a bit. Um, but um, not only that, it, it feels very genuine. And that's the thing about this movie. It, it feels very genuine that these characters are doing these w- things, especially Tony Stark in a way that's like, uh, yeah, we're going to die. Um, and, and I and very being very glib and flippant about it because you're forced with like, Oh my God, we're, we're going to die at every second. So I'm, uh, I, I can't even I, I can't even process. So I, I I mean he's already kind of irreverent and quippy, but like you know what I mean. It just feels very real to me. It does. Like it, everyone feels natural, and and that's another thing. It, um, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about like this is probably the first movie since maybe Avengers one that I was like really digging. Well, I guess Civil War technically. So I maybe backtrack, but like I had gotten a little Tony Stark out in these movies. Yes. I, Tony I like Stark it. is great. Well, uh, to back up a little bit, um, this is Thanos's movie, but for the good guys, I thought this was going to be Cap's movie. It's actually Tony Stark's movie. Well, there's so much and, and, and they made the right call. Like they yeah. actually made the right call with that. Not because of the, you know, Thanos haunting him like telepathically or mm-hmm. uh, however, however that functioned. So he's been haunted by him since the end of the first Avengers and that arc's been there and it's finally fully functional. And not only that, but at least in that, uh, on, um, Titan, I think is that planet Thanos Mm -hmm. planet. Uh, like when that ending happens, he's the only one left on that planet. Uh, everybody else, he he is, everybody else gets sucked up and it's just Tony there with his, there with his guilt. And that, I never thought of that. And that doubles back around like the stuff on earth. I'm with you. 
I, I, it is frustrating, and it's frustrating that characters die that you know have another movie coming down the pipe. But for that I brief totally moment, I totally didn't realize that Tony's the only one. Left. That's th- such a perfectly written thing. It is because he's just like he's like this is everything I feared. This is the guilt yes, that I've been harboring yes, for all a these total movies. Total one hundred perfect three sixty. Yeah, and it happened. It happened right in front of his eyes, and he's the only one left standing with oh, space man, in his I demons. Totally didn't even realize that, and that's why that was the right decision for this movie oh yeah that's and i'm right there practically with... poetic that's that that's so good and, I, I, I hadn't realized wait even even um even the uh, uh star lord right star lord went star lord drax mantis uh peter parker all went on that and doctor strange they all evaporated except for tony oh wow you're right that's i didn't i i was so shocked when that shit was happening that uh, I didn't realize Tony was the only one left. That's crazy. Um, I'm going to – no, go on. Uh, I can save it for later. Go on. What? Um... Oh, no. I was just going to say that like they made the right call because I was uh, – I know you had been talking like at least on like a Twitter thread about how like Captain America should die in this movie and how like Cap's the heart mm-hmm, and soul of these mm-hmm. movies. Yep, and, you're not, yep. and you're not wrong. Like he, he 100% is, but there's also been that could other – you know, the yin to the yang, like Tony's guilt Absolutely. and his post-traumatic right. stress. And Absolutely. So. And they did a wonderful job with that and they made the right call. And I feel like I was totally wrong. And um, yeah, but it's Tony's movie it, uh, for the good guys, for sure. And uh, that's, uh, upon, you know, I do think I mentioned a little bit in my review, but upon further reflection, it's certainly Earth that is probably um, the I wouldn't say the worst, but it's just like the least interesting of all. And it's still good. I mean, that stuff's all good, but like, uh, the earth stuff is, is probably the, the, the weak link in this movie. Um, the, the earth battle at the end is as satisfying or as, as much as it has some great moments in it, it does fall prey to the, like, here comes the barrage of faceless monsters that people have to fight off. And it just becomes like a wall against a wall. And, and that's, that's fundamentally boring. Um, they make it as interesting as possible, but just in, in concept, they do fall prey to that. And um, a lot of those characters are really underserved. And even even Cap, you know, I wrote in my review being like, you know, like Scarlet, uh, uh, um, you know, the uh, Black Widow and Falcon and, and, and Rhodey and characters like that are really short, you know, underserved and given short thrift. And I thought, but, well, you know, actually, when you really think about it, so is Captain America. He you is. Know, he, Even Black Panther's is. kind of short-shifted in this movie. He totally bit. is. And yeah, I mean, he doesn't show up to the end, and he's not there to do anything except for, like, hey, here's my dinner party where I'm hosting the apocalypse. Basically, you know? yeah, he get, he gets all the Wakandans together, but that's about it. Um, like yeah. he, he's got as much screen time as, like, Umbaku and, like, other members of Wakanda. It's it's kind of strange. But, again, you, I get, you only have so much running time. And Earth is the short, like, not as much happens on earth. Like most of the time is spent on like the other planets, which, uh, which I found interesting and also unexpected. Uh, and maybe because like the, the one teaser trailer I saw for the movie, like really pumped up the earth battle on Wakanda, um, which makes sense given the success of black Panther, but I didn't really, I should have realized given Thanos's existence, but I didn't realize how Mm. like, how much in the cosmos this movie would take place yeah i didn't i i guess i thought of some of it but yeah not that much i'm gonna give three shout outs to the earth stuff you know it's the weakest link in the movie 
Um, the badass thing when when Thor finally shows up, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. And like fucking like like the, like shows up with the, with the axe and just fucking mows down like a whole bunch of like the ships and stuff. Like everyone in my audience like fucking erupted in cheers. It was like it was really unexpected. Um, that was really cool. Um, uh, the Bruce Banner in the in the Hulkbuster is fucking funny and really entertaining. And when he wipes out running on the field, and Okoye gives him this fucking look of disdain, that was really <laughs> that was really wonderful. fucking funny. That was such a great like you know, especially coming from her too. Like these are these little touches that tell you so much about characters. She's a great warrior, you mm-hmm. know. That's what she does for her life. This is what she lives and breathes and dies. And this fucking clown falls down and she just looks at him like, oh, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. And it's just such a, you know, it's funny. But if you really think about it, it's just like so perfect, too. It's like and that's what I'm talking. These little touches. They're great. They're oh, they're absolutely. You said you said three shout outs. To, you, that was two. Um, That was two. I think I'm blanking on the third now. Uh, I did have um, a shout out in that scene. Uh, Maybe we'll see if it was the same one is when Scarlet Witch does show up from her little like the little uh hospital bed where um vision is and she comes and she, she sees those ships coming uh with the blades and she gets rid of all of them and oh and yeah 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 it's like why wasn't she on the battlefield the whole time yeah <laughs> yeah yeah cool. who says a black widow right uh no uh okoye says that oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. the interesting thing about that movie and i feel it in a kind of um again a kind of pretty organic way is that um it feels like it. Well, it, it's surely true. Uh, you know, she's uh, she just seems to be getting more and more powerful. Yes. Like, and she's like her her powers. And she's obviously. I mean, just she's she's way more powerful in this movie. But there's something about about the way that it's it's um, that it's constructed that it feels like. Oh yeah, just there's something about it that's organic, and it feels like like yeah, her powers have been growing all along, and in a way that you can even see it because. She was always still trying to come to terms with him. If you remember Civil War, Captain was like, you know, as we practice, do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he was trying to, you know, and it seems like she's just kind of really coming to her own because she's incredibly powerful in the movie. Oh, absolutely. So, and and, and that's, I mean, that and that makes sense because it, she's traditionally an X Men, isn't she? She's like Magneto's yeah. daughter in the comic books, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there. So you have that bloodline there, but like that's that's pretty typical of like an X-Men character arc is like coming to grips with your powers and realizing like just how powerful you are. And so it just, yeah, it yeah. It's almost, it's almost, and, and, and it's also, well, it's like, because you're uh, the X-Men are mutants who, who are, uh, who, you know, you're born with these powers and then they, and they come to fruition in, in puberty and, and you, you know, and, and they, they don't know how to control them and blah, blah, blah. And then you end up mastering them. Yes. So it's almost like a kind of nod to her being a mutant, even though they're not really allowed to call her a mutant in these films, you know? Uh, yeah. Cause, cause of legal reasons, but yeah, uh, um, but yeah, that's absolutely there. And, um, there was one other thing. Oh, like as far as jokes are concerned, I like that there's, there's callbacks, but they don't feel like aggressively winky like there's callbacks to jokes from other movies uh i mean like for example when thor finally meets the guardians of the galaxy and um and uh he's like oh we're part of the avengers earth's mightiest heroes and mantis is like oh like kevin bacon and uh he's like uh he's like i haven't been back to earth for a while he might be on the team now i don't know uh, <laughs> it just like recalls the the you know stuff from the first guardians of the galaxy so like little things like that and it but it wasn't like drawing too but much wait, attention is kevin to bacon what, what does that have to do with the first one uh 
in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, there's a dance scene, like little dance scene on the deck oh, with, oh, with uh, Star Wars oh, right, right, right. and Gamora. That, 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 and he's like, that, let me tell you about the story about uh, 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 Footloose. Footloose, yeah. Yeah, yes, exactly. yes. Oh, right, you're right, right. I yeah. forgot. Yeah. And, and then and, there's, of course, another mention to Footloose later on. Yeah, exactly. Where he's like, is it still the greatest movie ever? It never was. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff, yeah there's there's yeah. there's a lot of great no there's a there's and... a lot of good jokes in there and there um uh I, i'm gonna pivot slightly i mean the guardian stuff is really it works really well i think that's just really good at least the humor some of the dramatic stuff like when they go i'm not a huge fan of when they go to the collector scene i thought it was a little like whatever um uh but uh speaking of team-ups i think you're probably going to think i'm going to talk about thor and rocket which i'll let you talk about because i think they're great but uh i don't like dr strange that movie i don't like the character in the movie and i didn't think benedict uh cumberbatch was very well suited to that and yet my favorite like he comes into his own the dr strange iron man dynamic is my favorite in this movie it's great it is terrific uh i i told my my buddy that uh who i brought uh, as my guest to the screening and i i was saying i was like look i was like dr strange was my one of my least favorite other than thor yep. Ragnarok. uh and it was so perfect well it was perfect to uh put them together mainly because they are very similar and their ideologies yeah, are it's very like similar, a, and they're both... such an inspired idea it is to like you like you would think you you would think that you'd put it together disparate characters, but they put like two very similar characters, and they're both ego maniacal, yeah. egotistic assholes. They're arrogant. They're both yes. arrogant as all hell, yes. and it's perfect yeah. because when it I when I saw so perfect when I saw Doctor Strange, like a, you know, I, and I'm not the only person who's made this comparison. I won't even like try to, but like a lot of people know, like pointed out the similarities to the first Iron Man, which yes. it's all there. Like there's so many similar things except with just a bunch of magical mumbo jumbo. Um, yeah. And, and is just inherently not as interesting to, to me, but, mm-hmm. uh, but that character does serve a very similar dynamic to Tony Stark. He's very, very good in his field. He's very cocky. He's very arrogant. Mm-hmm. He's humbled by an accident that happens, changes his ways and, mm-hmm. but still retains that sense of arrogance, especially if, he's up against somebody who's not seeing eye to eye with him, uh, which is what Tony Stark has been doing for 10 years now. So uh, I thought that was really inspired and, and it was, and it was really good and it was perfect to put dramatic and funny. Exactly. Like they, they sparked a lot of good scenes and then uh, Peter Parker was a good like buffer between them being there. Like that was a good pairing. Um, and you, I know you wanted to talk about Thor and Rocket. I think I know that was a, a big highlight for you, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll let you talk about it. I think they were funny. But I'm just going to say that, like, one of my favorite lines, or at least uh, I, I can never remember lines in movies uh, after I've seen them for the life of me. I don't know why. But, like, um, don't embarrass me in front of the wizards when the Hulk, when Bruce Banner can't turn into the Hulk. Is like I just died laughing. I thought that was so funny. That was pretty like, that's good. Such a great line. <laughs> Don't embarrass me in front of the wizards. That's right. That was good. Because um, he's so like you know, it just sort of sums up his uh, his disdain and derision for them too. Because he's like, I think he calls them like Dungeons and Dragons or something at one point or something too. He's just like, he's just so fun. Me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Thor, Thorn Rocket is wonderful. I, a, I think it's a good, uh, it's a good payoff for Rocket especially because they had that. Um, you know, him and Yondu had that sort of like heart to heart in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 about being like misfits and fuck ups and mm, all of this stuff. Mm. And so even though Thor kind of 
mistakes him for being the captain or just chooses to acknowledge he is because him yeah. and Peter Quill aren't getting along, whatever that case may be like rocket sees that as a call to like do something important. Um, yeah. And so like, that's, a, it's like, really good, right? Yeah. It's a really good arc. And then of course their banter, like with Chris yeah. Hemsworth, just being really good at either doing broad comedy or being the straight man and deadpan comedy. He can, he can just do it. And so like him and rocket playing off each other, uh, yeah, that's why I think these writers are, man, like, I like these choices are great, really inspired. And, and, and you're right. It's like the strange and, and Iron Man dynamic that, that it's a, it, it, it has some really dramatic moments. It, it, you know, it, it, uh, rocket steps up. There's that poignant moment between them when they talk about like, you know, who Thor is lost and, 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 and it's just also really fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really, really funny, and all, and he just, just keeps calling it the rabbit thing over and over again, the <laughs> rabbit stuff, and then just like, and that even that scene where Thor like telling saying all the people he lost is like pretty dramatic. Also, I forgot his mother died. I feel bad, but I don't remember Thor: The Dark World in like hardly. Oh all. yeah, it was Rene Russo. Yeah, I, I forgot about. That. I knew that, but like in Thor Ragnarok, I was like, did she just disappear? Where is she? And then he mentioned that she well, was killed by a dark elf. Uh, and, the, and I was like, oh, did she die in that movie? <laughs> yeah, nobody remember. cares about Dark World. It's no, like, whatever. I, I remember nothing of that that film. Um, but their dynamic's good. Uh, I, I like, um, e- even though he's brief in the movie, I enjoyed Peter Dinklage in the film. Oh, um, God, that's so good. And also, of course, just the, the total subversion of it. He's like a giant. Like, I, that was just so funny. He's a giant. He's a giant, but he's a dwarf dwarf yeah he's a dwarf in but so like all the people that were wiped out must have been like super giants because he he's still a dwarf among the giant or that's well they're all dwarves right oh are were they i have no yeah there's a race of dwarves it's just that they just happen to be like compared to everyone else they're gigantic yeah (laughs) which is it's it's funny just in in, on especially on the level that you know he's a dwarf and he is this gigantic, like five times the size of everybody else. It's yeah. just pretty that, funny. That was that was that was really cool. Um, and yeah. then that was good little character moment with with Groot as well. Uh, put putting down the video game, being like, I need to do something. So here's yes. here's my stick for the the axe. Um, yeah, yeah. There's like 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 I I some, I'm, some good heart and soul, right? Like there's some some good stuff in there. Really, I, and I'm just I'm so surprised by how like high i am on this movie and i just you know i i worried about so much going in and and maybe we could talk a little bit about like because i knew you said you were worried about the infinity stones which yeah there's a lot of like mumbo jumbo about all the infinity stones but it's it somehow works and and maybe it works just because everything else surrounding it's so strong and you believe in the conflict that it's kind of like and and, and that stuff becomes in a way like the kind of almost like beside the point MacGuffin in a way it's like yeah he's collecting the stones and that's what the plot is really about but it's not what the story is about right no. the plot is about getting these stones uh the the the, the story is something deeper right? the story it's is the, about it, just like broken like just you know further driving that wedge that we saw from civil war it's just about broken individuals having to try and repair themselves in the name of having to do something greater and and just all these like but having to also right right but like also like and i think the 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 writers that i had talked to said this but like you know broken splintered heroes who have to like figure out the greater good at the worst time possible because they 
it, you know, the, the, nothing is healed for them. No. Like nothing is a, they, they, it's like, uh, I don't know, like a boyfriend and girlfriend break up and they don't see each other for years. And then something immediate happens that they're throwing them together and they haven't dealt with any of their baggage. They haven't spoke. They haven't repaired their relationship at all, but they're forced in a situation where they have to do this. And it's like, that's the sort of extra layer of like emotional stuff that, you know, is under, under the, 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 like sort of underneath the, 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 the surface of everything that these people still have, you know, if nothing happened, they'd probably like, have like, you know, all right, like, are we going to have the awkward talk now? Because we haven't, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like they, they, they've all like, even the, even the people on the same side, uh, it's clear that like, you know, Captain America hasn't, hasn't, you know, like he said something to Vision and Wanda, like, I thought we were going to stay close or stay in touch if, if we left or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it's clear that, you know, everyone's been living and doing their own thing. Absolutely. Maybe that's what part four is going to be. Like everybody comes back and then the rest of the movie is just everybody sitting awkwardly working out their issues yeah, in a round definitely, table. That's definitely what it's going to be. It's, they're all going to be. And then they're going to be like, all right, well, how do we get Tony back from that planet? And there's going to be 25 minutes of them like being bitter. And well, you did this and you were gone for fucking years, man. Like you, you didn't show up at all. Where the hell have you been, Bruce Banner? You were gone longer than everybody else. Yeah. You took a <laughs> ship and we didn't know where the hell you went. Cause he actually has been, he was, he's been missing since Ultron, right? Yep. Yeah. He's been gone since, since that film. Yeah. He took that ship and then he ended up in yeah. Jeff Goldblum's planet. Um, yeah. um, I, I was uh, pretty excited um, that Gamora had such a, pretty great arc and i guess i should have maybe expected that given the, yeah the, i should have too given yeah, relationship. yeah i didn't yeah but i kind of forgot about that and i thought Me maybe too. like you know i know people are, are talking like taking taking like deadpool bets of who was going to die in this movie but like i assumed i assumed nebula if anything um yeah just i because, really thought for sure just because we knew it from the end of guardians too like what her quest was so i didn't expect mm-hmm. the reversal uh or that like tragic backstory that befell her like we've we've been hinted at in the other movies but that flashback scene was like like pretty pretty uh substantial like i I was yeah no that that was that's uh yeah they really give her a good send-off in that way because that character was a little bit thin before yeah exactly she was just like oh i'm the stone like i'm a stone-hearted warrior that you know is ultimately kind of like yeah, it's just meant to be like kind of the object of Quill's affection, and then it, uh, yeah, she's given like a proper arc in this movie, and uh, as opposed to out of all the Guardians, except for maybe Rocket, she she has the strongest. Yeah, and you know what? I was just thinking, like you know, um, you know, uh, like it was unexpected to you and unexpected to me, and, and but I'm just thinking, like you know, someone if you know you're architects in, in this world, then these people are. And someone like James Gunn, who knows that she's uh, Thanos' daughter and keeps that very much in his mind, knows that, you know, even probably before writing Guardians 1, he knows that she's going to eat it at some point because she's like kind of has to or at least has to be maybe, you know, Avengers 3 isn't written by that point. But he knows that there's going to be some sort of like that's going to have to come, you know, that's going to come to that has to be dealt with. Totally. And I mean, that's probably where their writing room comes into play where everybody's like, Hey, what are you working on on this movie? Okay. got to tweak it to, you know, end up in this movie and all that. Um, and it, and it was just, it, it's impressive that it all works at all really Mm -hmm. in any capacity. Um, because there's so many times where I was just like, this could have gone so wrong in so many ways. And, 
it, and it's funny too because it's fresh in my head because uh red letter media did a commentary of it so i wanted to watch it i rewatched justice league on mute with their commentary they and did a whole commentary they did for a it? whole commentary on the movie and it's, it's oh my it's, god it's that's pretty, amazing it's pretty funny and amusing and uh but like watching that movie on, even on mute with subtitles and like just coming into this movie like how much more embarrassing that movie looks like i don't want to kick one movie down to prop another but it's just like yeah that's the prime example of like this movie gone so wrong <laughs> in in every way from from conception to villain to story to misplaced moments of humor just like everything and... you know someone did say to me right after the movie coincidentally like right after right after you know uh infinity war ends i ran into someone and i'm like what do you think and the first thing that they said which is such an odd thing to say but kind of true is like man this really d- embarrasses dc even more <laughs> and and i just laughed and i kind of went like yeah but like it, it, it's like they're they're not even i just went oh yeah but like i don't you know i don't even think about them anymore they're like off the table no and i understand and again i'm not trying to like further like twist that knife or anything like that but it was just like but the mirror the mirroring story kind like just just there, there are certain elements of both movies that are similar and so it's just like watching one like just totally whiff at the other one succeed it, it was just interesting watching like rewatching that movie in such close proximity with this movie that i couldn't help but uh notice those things um i'm gonna mention i think we should talk a little bit more about thanos um oh, yeah, we barely even of... talked about him in yeah, this yeah. section. <laughs> but but i i, I want to say that one other thing okay you know who's also gone that like uh uh well there's obviously two other characters there's three so Valkyrie's missing. We don't know where she is. So mm-hmm. she could she could send her in in this. Are you going to get other... on your Hawkeye soapbox? <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. Because it, it's, let's face it, as much as I love Hawkeye, it's irrelevant. Um, but people forget who's still around, and maybe the one who can turn everything back is Wong. Wong went back in the beginning oh, of the movie. Hey, the, yeah. the the temple the temple's not being watched, and that's my duty. So I am going to do that. Peace out. See you guys later. And he goes back and to the New York. Uh, uh, magic temple or whatever the hell it's called and, and he goes back to protect that so he unless he you know was scattered to ashes which is presumably he wasn't because they're going to need him he's still around so he's a magic element which is going to be crucial to the next film That's because true. you need you need uh you you need magic in these scenarios although and, and i guess this, the, the, this is like an a to z point but like um what i gleaned from the end of, of infinity war was that um, he triumphed? He got what he wanted. You know, uh, half the universe is is gone, and and uh, and that applies to the entire universe and everything. But in doing so, the gauntlet and everything is destroyed, so he can't use it anymore. Is, did you get that, or is that just me? No, I got that. He he did it. He did the thing. His his thing is destroyed. He got his sunset that he referenced earlier in the movie. That like, mm, I just mm. want to be able to do, you know, do this for the good of, or what he believes is the, you know, the good of the universe. And he's like, yeah, I just he smiles sit. at the end. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I just want to sit, you know, he's like, I just want to see the sun set or sunrise. Uh, he said one of them, he's like, I just want to be able to do that and, and be able to rest. And I can't until this thing is done. And so he did the right. thing. And that's where the, you know, the whole reverse hero's journey where it's just like, he accomplished his goal and right. sitting there in the sunset at the end, which is, great i think is a, a reversal but yeah um, and also like 
when was the last time you ever saw that in a movie period like of the reversal like that the, you know the bad guy accomplishes a goal and it ends with him and he smiles like he he's won not really often like even even you know everyone's pointing to empire strikes back but even then it's like okay vader's even no like it's, broken it's not it's told from, it's, it's not told yeah. from vader's point of view no it's not and he's also left broken because he you know just chopped his son's oh, his own son's hand off and all of that so that's a different situation and i yeah i've never seen anything quite like that happen and and yes but, I don't but, want... but to the point but to the point go back to it so if his the the, the the gauntlet is destroyed, right? The stones are destroyed. He pulled this thing off, but in doing so, the thing's toast. We agree on that? Yes, we can agree on that. Okay, then how does any of that stuff get reversed? Like I, the, I the, don't the know. How does any of that, other than going back in time and the time stone is destroyed, everything is destroyed, to me... The only way you can conjure any of this stuff. Oh, oh, I just thought of something else. But um, the, 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 you know, m- magic seems like the key because that's a it's fantastical animal. It doesn't need to make sense. Um, it seems like the key to some point in in um, in turning this around, right? Because the, it has to be undone. It just has to. Uh, um, these characters are all going to come back. Um, and magic seems like the most feasible way to do it. But the other thing that I was just thinking about could be really interesting that could maybe somehow um, uh, uh, somehow work into the idea of all this stuff coming back is another thing that they've touched upon that has a fantastical quality to it, which is the quantum dimension that hasn't been explored since Ant-Man, and he's missing in this movie. I didn't even remember that <laughs> at all. So Yeah, and the quantum dimension is something that does – is I think vaguely referenced in Doctor Strange. Is it? I mean, you would know better yes. than me because you just like rewatched those movies, and... And, and I don't even know that because I rewatched both those two. But and I don't even. But I know that there's some sort of correlation, and I know I've even read it in like you know Feige says, oh yeah, there's some sort of thing there, right? So between Wong and Ant Man, who we don't see, mm-hmm. um, and that dimension, uh, which is going to come back because. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone who's still listening and hasn't doesn't know spoilers about Ant Man is that Michelle Pfeiffer returns, and Mif- Michelle Pfeiffer's character is the original Wasp, and she's been missing all these years in the quantum dimension. She got lost in there. That's right, and I mean coincidentally, probably not even coincidentally, probably mapped out. The only movie out in between these two movies is exactly Ant-Man not and Wasp. coincidentally, yeah, yeah not coincidentally. <laughs> Right. And so she is I don't know the plot of that movie or anything, um, but presumably she is rescued and come back because she's Michelle Pfeiffer now. And if they if it's a cameo or if it's a prequel kind of thing, they would have to like CGI her and make her a lot younger. Um, So I think part of that plot is they rescue her. And if they can rescue her from that, maybe there's something between that 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 is going to help. And again, yeah, you're right. I think it's really crucial that. There's only one movie set in between these Avengers movies, and that's Ant-Man. Because Car- Captain Marvel doesn't count. Captain Marvel's in the past. Right, that's a, so there's, it's, it's there's one piece, movie right? to set in, 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 in between, and it's Ant-Man. That's the only one that's going to connect in any kind of – like. I mean I guess you can do a post-credits in Captain Marvel that's like speaks of the time. But to me, the Ant-Man movie is going to be actually kind of strangely crucial. No, it makes sense. And um... – we should talk about that post credit scene too, by the way. I, I yes. we haven't talked about that, but you're, I, you're right. And I, I 
like I said, I didn't, I haven't seen Ant-Man since I saw it in the theater and I haven't really thought about that movie a whole lot, but I, it's a lot, right. it's, it's a lot better than I, I, I kind of really dismissed it. I was kind of mean to it. And, and I, and I think back and I'm like, it's still slight, but it's, it's, uh, it's enjoyable enough for what it is. It's yeah. definitely a TV, like plain watch movie, but it's still, <laughs> um, it's still enjoyable. Yeah, I remember yeah. it being fine. Like I remember enjoying it, but I like I'd be hard pressed to remember like a lot of like fine details of that movie. But that's you're right. That's probably going to have to be a crucial thing coming into play uh, into this movie. That's not something I thought of. And and Wong, I totally forgot that he mm-hmm. <laughs> just like back on Earth, assuming that and he then, wasn't, assuming he's not one of the people who got uh, right. He won't be. He won't yeah. be. So it's going to be Wong. Maybe Valkyrie comes back. Uh, Ant Man's going to be crucial, and then. The most heroic of them all who's going to come back and save the day is fucking Clint Barton, man. And he's going to have some sort of special arrow in there that's going to like, you know, maybe he's got the time arrow or something. Maybe. I, I... <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. He's as much as I like Hawkeye, he's meaningless, uh, but he'll come back in some capacity, but it'll be it. Yeah. I, I like, I like Hawkeye, but he, he is irrelevant to the, to the bigger picture. Sure. Um, oh, quickly red skull. What the fuck? Oh God, I forgot. There's so much to talk about. I uh, <laughs> totally forgot about that. I was like, I kind of made a fail. Like I didn't want to look at it, my buddy. Cause I know we were like both wrapped up in the movie, but I was like, wait, is that what? Yeah. How? What? And also it is him, right? It, it, it is right. It has to be unless it's like fucking Skeletor or something, but which is the first thing I thought of, but I was like, wait, no, I think that's Red Skull. Right. How? So it's Red Skull. Cause I think someone said to me afterwards, well, we don't see him die in, um, in, uh, I mean, he clearly is dead. He's, but we don't see him die in a traditional way in the first Avenger. He like is like the infinity stone or whatever it is blows up and he's like, do you see a stream of light and he's gone or something? Oh, like he that. probably gets like sucked up into it or something. Yeah. Something like, something like that. Um, but also like, well, what the fuck? That's strange. And then, and then secondly, uh, it's not Hugo Weaving doing the voice. No, I noticed that very, very quickly. I was like, is this red skull? And I'm like, okay, and, I think it is. But then me just... off because, Hugo Weaving as the Red Skull is great. He's good. Well, it's Hugo Weaving, and it's like, and you recognize that voice. Like, it's very distinct. And I, and yeah, you're right. He spoke, and I'm just he's, like, that's he's not him. Great. He's great. I mean, because yeah, you're right, because it's Hugo Weaving, but he's really fucking good. They they probably um, couldn't get him for back. He, he either had like a prior commitment, or he just didn't want to, or they didn't. Yeah, I wonder if important. he was just like, nah, I don't give a fuck. That's probably the case. He's like one scene. Nah, I don't. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> it's fine. So. I, yeah, but that was, we- that was so weird. I, I, I was, uh, I was, that threw me off a little bit. I was, I was in like, it. I was like, I was like, this, it's kind of like, uh, it was kind of like, in, it I throws think, you off, right? Yeah. I think it's when we talked about the, when we talked about last Jedi, um, I think we talked about like the, the space Leia thing. And I remember yeah. Kevin was yeah, like, yeah. he's like, all right, I'm going with this, but like, I don't know what's happening. And that's kind of how I felt with Red Skull. I was like, all right, I'm with it, but why are you here? How I think did this happen? I think that's the one as this as as, as as carefully constructed and thoughtful as it is about a lot of its characters and things like that. Um, at least you know for what it is a superhero movie. I think it's the one kind of um, kind of winky or fan servicey thing that doesn't need to be there. I don't. Yeah. Um, I, I it could have just been death. It didn't need to be the Red Skull. It does. It just felt a little. I don't know. I, unless it comes back later on and there's a pur- purpose to it. And if it doesn't, it really shows us that there was no point to it. That's true. And I, I would agree. That was an, another thing I noticed about the movie was like how 
like how little fan service and i guess maybe i touched on that with like the callbacks to jokes and other things that like right. felt organic but you're but right, that's that... also really like i mean you got to be like I, i'm surprised you remember that because you got to be kind of like super fanny to know that stuff and i feel like i'm a pretty big fan of these things and i didn't know any of those callbacks uh well, the ones that i've seen um i mean the guardians ones i've probably seen a little bit more um than the other movies uh at least the right. first guardians i feel like i've seen a couple times so i just i remember like that joke specifically that's interesting um, because it's funny like uh maybe our, our views and, and make it make sense but like i don't particularly like the guardians films very much and i have not rewatched any of them oh interesting uh and they're they're probably at least the first one is like one of my top couple of these movies um for for me i don't know i just uh, we, don't, we don't have to touch to, on I'm it. I'm happy to. Re, I'm happy to revisit it at some point, but I just remember it was like, uh, yeah. Anyhow, yeah, sure. Uh, and, and so I think we've exhausted every little fucking point that we could. I've like, had a list of things that I want to touch upon, and I think I've touched upon all of them. Uh, and then I guess just fucking Thanos, man, who is like, uh, I don't know what are we, like Josh Brolin is awesome as Thanos. He's terrific, and I was worried they were going to kind of, like, underutilize him or just have him be, you know, just voicing the, ha, 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 I have the things to do the thing, and he's, like, has all these, like, complexities about, like, you know, humans are a plague, and, like, they, like, he's like, no, I want the survival of all of these, of all of these planets in the universe. He's like, but people will fuck it up, and so I have to step in and do something, and I found that interesting, like, an interesting perspective for something that like for most movies it's just about like conquering and destroying and yes and and also that that you know humans are a scourge and they like you know they're a pestilence and they need to be um and and that still doesn't go far enough even though like you know you could agree like you know if you want to look at it on a like a uh you know we're ruining the environment and we are a pestilence or whatever but it it just always there's a this takes it to uh it's still not like like it takes it to another level without and I don't want to be too dramatic about it because it's still not the most amazing thing in the world, but there is at least some, um, uh, some, some, some moral texture there, even though it's like, I mean, let's face it though. Like I, I, you know, they, I think that the writers and people said like, you know, the movie's meant to make you empathize or sympathize with him. And I don't think I can go that far, but, uh, uh, you know, he certainly got a, a, uh, I guess a, a twisted ideology. I mean, he, he, he's essentially, I mean, I guess you're right. Uh, he, he does have some sort of, uh, uh, altruistic, I suppose, but twistedly altruistic. Sure. And uh, I don't want to like, and I'm right there with you. And I, I think I said something like to the effect of this, like earlier on, on Twitter or something where I'm just like, I don't want to oversell it for people, but there's certainly a, a, a complexity, a moral complexity that is there that is unexpected. Like it's twisted and you know you don't necessarily empathize but you at least like you hear what he's saying and you're like i get why you think that like i don't think that but i get why you think yeah that. you know what i i to 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 reference myself um it, it, pretentiously uh, in my review i think i said like because in, in a way he is still a very simple character he just kind of wants to destroy a bunch of shit in, in at the end of the day but not but everything I I, <laughs> not everything but that's true that's true he wants he wants like half of things so he wants uh I I kind of I kind of said something to the to the effect that like he's probably one of the most layered simple characters we've ever seen, or for villains. That's a good way to put it. Like because these movies have had 
some really simple characters in the past, like whoever the fuck. Simple the, villains. Simple yeah, villains. Oh, simple yeah, villains. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. as much as I, you know, I referenced the first Guardians, as much as I enjoy that movie, like, uh, Ronan is such a very just fucking boring villain. Um, so is the dark elf thing in Thor the Dark World. Like, like oh, God, who, yeah. Who, like, who cares? Uh, and Doctor Strange, like, sadly, Mads Mikkelsen, but, like, he's he's not an interesting villain. I, like, the, we've had these very simple, uninteresting villains. And Thanos is simple. You understand his goal, but there's more go, a little bit more going on there. Uh, and Brolin just he he kills it, and he's not, and he's not like scenery chewing. Like that was another thing I yeah, kind of worried that's about. The thing it's like he, he's somber. He, he's <laughs> he plays it really slow with this calm poise. There's this gravitas, and it it actually makes him more like I thought the character was. Terrifying. Like every time he showed up on screen, I was like, "Oh God, fuck!" Like, like someone's gonna die. <laughs> totally. And holy shit, this guy again. Like, and, and like whenever he's near, like you know, one of the, the heroes, and he's his ideology is um, kind of like genuinely realistically scary. Like it, it's like a, a, it's almost like a like a, a real like earthbound. Like I, I, we should commit genocide. These people are the worst kind of thing. There, there's something about it that's genuinely like some 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 crossover with real life that's scary and yeah. and, and and he's a like a terrifying character i was like oh my god like this is fucking you know yeah he's greatly imposing which which like you you know from a physical stance but like he's yeah more he, so he, yeah, yeah 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 more like it's it's the it's the dogma that's terrifying Absolutely. you know oh god yeah uh, yeah and, and and the way that that brolin delivers it in this kind of uh totally understated way Agreed. No, I agree a hundred percent. Um, and he, he's terrific. And I think he, I mean, I'm not going to say he alone makes this movie a lot makes this movie, but he's, he's definitely something that helps it be, uh, I think more than just the sum of its parts. Um, and it's, it's, it's good. Um, I think you're right in that we've exhausted almost every angle before, <laughs> but before we sign off, do you briefly want to discuss like the post credit scene at all? Um, oh, sure, sure. I'll be I'll be the first to admit I didn't know for a second. I was like I don't know what this means, and then my my buddy who I brought the screening, he's like Captain Marvel, and I was like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, this is why I brought you. You're you're my nerd. If 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 you don't bring a nerd, a nerd will be provided for you right, <laughs> by the theater. Right. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I I thought that was interesting, and and uh, I was glad as much as I enjoyed something like guardians two as well. I was glad that like the post credit scene didn't like undercut the dramatic tension of the movie, uh, too yes. much, uh, which is yeah. something like, cause I remember like, like the Yondu death I thought was like really well done in that movie. But then it's like the post credit scenes were just like a bunch of gags. And I was like, come on guys. Like, right. <laughs> don't do that. And it, it was also good that they didn't do multiple, uh, uh, post credits. Oh they yeah. Just, I was ready they, for they, the was, credit was... one and it didn't happen. And I thought that was, that was great. Yeah, yeah, it was it was wise. This one was pretty perfect, and it ends again, still in that chilling note. Like you know, Maria and Sam Jackson are toast too, and then the the good joke with the mother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got a got a got a great Sam yeah, Jackson motherfucker good. in there, or or half of one anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really good. And and then you know, and then like you know, thing, and it was like, oh yeah, Captain Marvel, because like, I totally forgotten about her, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and so I think that everybody in a way, like, I don't think, you know, and so she's obviously going to kind of factor in because you're going to have a much like that's uh, to 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 go a little bit further. I know we've exhausted a little bit, but like a lot of these people are, are you know, quote unquote dead. And uh, so 
what you're going to have, even if you somehow reunite Tony with everybody else that's left, you're going to have a very small team. It's true. Right. And yeah. these are the, the, the people that are going to, uh, um, uh, have to, cause Thanos is still alive. They're probably gonna have to fight him and then figure out how to bring their friends back. So that's where, uh, you know, all these other people who are sort of MIA are probably going to factor in. You know, you get Wong's going to join this, this team. You're going to have Ant-Man. You're going to have Hawkeye, maybe Valkyrie. The Wasp. Um, yeah, the Wasp, right. So these people are going to, like, you know, fill out this because you're going to need more people to take on Thanos, right? And then, of course, one of the people that you're going to have that's going to be this huge force is Captain Marvel, who we've never really experienced, or we haven't. So uh, that's going to be really interesting. Absolutely. Um, well, I think we've exhausted every single angle uh, of this movie. So, um, <laughs> just a little bit, I, yeah, just a little bit. So I think it's probably a good place to, to stop here. So I have to say, uh, thanks. Thanks for, uh, logging on and chatting with me about the movie. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're still, if you, people are still listening at this point, um, we yeah, congratulations really... to the yeah. person who, who gets like, uh, the one, uh, digital copy of, uh, of, uh, uh, infinity war that's out there. You get that if you've listened to this entire podcast <laughs> but since there's nobody out there unfortunately um nobody's going to get that copy but it would be really great because you just get it you wouldn't have to go in the theaters and you'd be the only person on the planet with it unfortunately you know no, no one got this far but um it was great chatting with you it was great as always well thank you 